The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, this is the Daily Newscast. I'm Ian Stewart. Governor Ralph Northam is still fighting litigation to remove the Robert E. Lee statue on Monument Avenue, but he's already setting his sights on another part of the monument, a copper box in the pedestal that's housing artifacts from the 1880s. Alan Rodriguez Espinoza reports. Governor Northam says he wants to replace the items in the time capsule with new ones that better represent today's Virginia. Stephanie Arduini from the American Civil War Museum in Richmond says the box under Lee is only one of several time capsules in the city. There seem to be time capsules under lots of the other statues. This was a commonplace thing in the 19th century and early 20th century. The boxes include items tied to the Confederate Army. Some of them donated by Richmond residents with personal ties to the Confederacy, others meant to distort the way we look back at history. There's that strand of memory called the lost cause that's also using those stories about the past and they're making statements about their present. Northam's office says the items in the current capsule will be transferred to Virginia's Department of Historic Resources, where they will be overseen by preservation experts. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. The U.S. Senate voted Tuesday evening not to debate a voting rights and elections bill, effectively killing the legislation. The For the People Act aimed to eliminate partisan gerrymandering, expand voter access, and make campaign spending more transparent. Virginia Senator Mark Warner commented on the legislation to reporters Tuesday before the vote. There is no more important component of our democracy than protecting people's right to vote. Uh, And American democracy functions better when more Americans exercise that right to vote. The vote was 50 to 50, with all Democrats voting yes and all Republicans voting no. To advance, the bill required at least 60 votes. Virginia delegate Dave LaRock repeatedly echoed former President Donald Trump's false claims of election fraud. As Ben Pavier reports, now the Loudoun County Republican is fighting to stay on the ballot after a paperwork delay. Delegate LaRock is one of three Republicans who asked Vice President Mike Pence to reject certification of Virginia's presidential electors. Now he's up for re-election in the House of Delegates. LaRock says his staffer reached out to the Department of Elections earlier this month to make sure his paperwork was in order. He says they were told everything was fine, but it turned out he was missing something. I think it'd be very clear to the board that we did our due diligence and that um, we were misinformed by the representative. I'm sure it was unintentional. A local GOP official turned in a crucial piece of paperwork two days late, meaning LaRock didn't qualify to be on the ballot. The State Board of Elections has agreed to take up the matter by the end of the month. They've granted extensions in similar cases in the past. Ben Pavier, VPM News. 
An additional weekly payment of $180 could be coming to people who received unemployment insurance during the pandemic and who get a new job. A bipartisan bill called the Support for New Workers Act, introduced by Virginia Representative Abigail Spanberger, would help cover employee costs when transitioning to that new job. These payments are more than half of the $300 workers were getting as a federal pandemic benefit. The $180 payments would start upon hiring and go until September, or a maximum of nine weeks. The new legislation wouldn't change current benefits available to unemployed workers. For the second time in history, the argument for D.C. statehood made it to a Senate committee. Colleen Grablick from our partner station WAMU has more. Mayor Muriel Bowser, Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton, and law experts made their case in front of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee Tuesday. About half of the committee members were in attendance, and Republicans brought up many of the same talking points, that the push for statehood is a political power grab or that the bill is unconstitutional. Democrats brought in former independent senator from Connecticut, Joe Lieberman, to act as a sort of bipartisan bridge. All the arguments seem to me to be legalistic uh, disputations and ultimately excuses for something that is inexcusable. Unless the filibuster is abolished, the Senate bill is unlikely to gain a 60-member majority. The shuttered South Side Speedway is on the verge of getting a makeover. Closed since last December due to the pandemic, the 41 acres is set to be bought by Chesterfield's Economic Development Authority. The Board of Supervisors will vote to approve a transfer of $5 million to the EDA at Wednesday's meeting. According to the Chesterfield Observer, while officials say there are no plans for the former stock car racetrack, the land could be used to enhance access to the River City Sportsplex, which is nearby. The Board of Supervisors meeting starts Wednesday at 6 and will be streamed on the county's website and YouTube channel. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.